0: To the show, welcome back. Hi, I'm Brian McWilliams. This is Mean Age Daydream, and it will be a little bit of a shorter episode again today. I have uh, painted myself in a bit of a corner here in that I just have an unbelievable amount of stuff to get done. I fly out for Pork Porkfest. Uh, the morning, you're going to get this tomorrow. Tomorrow morning for me, when you hear this, I will be uh, getting my stuff ready, dropping the kids off for school, packing up our banners and everything to fly to Boston and then drive to New Hampshire for Pork Fest. And unfortunately... I still have to finish up the script for Do Nothing Man, my libertarian superhero, which we will be doing a live read of. And, of course, if you want to find the Do Nothing Man episodes that are publicly available now, just Google it. Uh, you can find them on YouTube. You can find them in our back catalog for this very podcast. Very funny stuff. So I'm going to be doing a live read at Porkfest, but I got to get it on paper where it's printable, where people can read it because Matt Kibbe is going to be narrating it, and Dan Smots is going to be doing some character voices as well. So let's make this brief. Now then, kicking on into the show. You might have noticed that most crackheads tend not to get away with too much. I mean, they get away with a good amount. Don't get me wrong. You know, they can take stuff out of your car if you're in uh, Los Angeles or San Francisco or really anywhere in California. They can rob a right Aid blind. But what they can't usually get away with is say, <laughs> excuse me, string for a firearm uh, with being a known crackhead with a criminal past and uh, then lying about it on a federal form and then getting into a spat with the former wife of your dead brother who is also smoking crack and having her freak out and run across the street and take your gun and then throw it in a garbage can where it's later found by a different person you know, later on in the day. Now, most crackheads, should this occur, would be facing quite a bit of jail time, especially as previously arrested crackheads. Now, I don't want to get into the weeds of whether or not I believe that crackheads should have their uh, their felonies exposed or expunged. I feel that all drugs should be legal. That being said, under the system, if we do believe that a system exists wherein law is applied equally, and you'll recall that equality under the law and we have to all obey the law and, uh, and the law must be applied equally, keeps being thrown about by the media in the wake of Donald Trump being indicted, which I talked about last episode. Well, if that's to be believed, if all of the crackheads that are in jail for drug use and abuse, including many black people who were put in jail under the three-strike rule, which, of course, was ushered in by Bill Clinton and broadly championed by Joe Biden. Well, you'd probably say, well, Hunter Biden should have the same treatment, right? I mean, he's a former offender. He clearly lied, and uh, that should be a felony on a uh, on a gun application to, to get this gun. He is had a memoir written saying that he was using crack at the exact time that this event occurred, so it seems pretty cut and dry, and yet he just made a sweetheart of a deal with the Department of Justice. The same Department of Justice that has been going after Trump because he dared not to give back documents to the federal government when they asked for them under the timeline that they had asked for them. I already talked about whether or not these documents, well, actually, did I talk about it? I can't remember. I think I skipped over it. Well, my my quick two minutes here. Trump had the documents. You could argue that he could have declassified him at the time. Now, that is a bit of a dubious claim. Bob Barr disputes that. Some other legal scholars have disputed that. But... The fact remains he had them in his possession. The fact remains that precedent has been set under other presidents where they basically said, well, the president has the discretion to take with him uh, or not take with him certain documents and, and mark them as personal items. I believe under the Clinton era, I think this happened. And additionally, you do have some pretty comical elements wherein Bill Clinton literally lost nuclear codes for a couple months hilariously, uh, as long as they didn't get found by somebody. And I'd be joking that he actually had lost the codes trying to do that old coin behind the ear trick, the Monica Lewinsky. But, you know, you're a president. You can't just use a coin behind an ear. You got to use nuclear codes. And, you know, they happened to get stuck in the rear because she had other things she was focusing on at that time. But you have Donald Trump with these documents that were sitting in his Mar-a-Lago you know, uh, hotel slash resort slash house. And nothing happened to them. Right. No harm, no foul would be my theory here, especially for a former president. And nobody had secrets revealed. Nobody died because of it, even though they're saying, well, there are battle plans there. Okay, well, decades old battle plans, capabilities, right? So even though nothing bad happened from this, you could argue, well, let's just let it go. Right. Why are we prosecuting this? Why are we making a big deal of it? You know, maybe with another week, he would have given them back to you. Who gives a shit? With the Hunter Biden issue, there was no harm, no foul either in that he had a gun. He was on crack, as was the wife of his dead brother. And the gun was found. It was returned. Nobody died. But you do have to say empirically, if you look at the two situations here, having a gun taken out of the establishment, right? None of Trump's Trump's documents were removed except by the FBI, but having a gun run across the street. By one crackhead stealing from another crackhead and thrown in a public trash can where it could be used by anybody, a child coming across it, another crackhead wanting to rob a store or whatever it might be, probably would be a worse outcome and a more dangerous outcome considering it, that it actually left the, the facility it was hailed in. Yet, yet, Hunter Biden is going to be facing no jail time. Right now, it looks like he is going to be making a plea deal to essentially have to do something like maybe pay a fine, maybe do some community service where he has to go talk to other people about avoiding his fate, right? Prevention is this type of thing. It's called like a diversion program. But either way, it is obviously a very specific application of the justice system towards one class of people versus another class of people. And Hunter Biden happens to fall into a very privileged class of crackheads, I mean, this is the <laughs> an Instagram account that exists called Harvard Blow Club. Well, Hunter Biden would be in the Harvard Blow Club. You know, I would love to get in that club. I've been trying, but I think you have to go to a very fancy preschool from a very young age and start doing drugs at a very young age in order to be considered in this elite group of crackheads. Those which, uh, you know, Dave Chappelle's character would envy. Those crackheads that never have to scratch an itch because they never want for crack. But Hunter Biden, as many shitty things as he's done, as many uh, questionable interactions as he has had that might cross leaguer boundaries, doesn't ever seem to be on the short end of the stick. Always seems to have a delightfully rotund spoon stuck right up his ass that keeps him from dipping too deep in the waters of justice. And you're seeing another example of that right here. The good news, at least, is that he's back in the news. So in a way, there's a little bit of roundabout justice for the inactions taken around the Biden Hunter Biden laptop, where the media outright censored it, where the deep state outright lied, where social media sites outright censored and removed the New York Post for reporting accurate information, where all these other leftist media outlets bent over to basically obfuscate, to carry water, for the Bidens, for the deep state, for Hunter Biden, and God forbid anybody question the honesty and the integrity of the three-letter organizations that came out and said, well, this is clearly Russian disinformation. So in a way, there's a little bit of a vindication here that now he's at least getting something of a public flogging and at a time when Joe Biden looks exceptionally weak. Now, if you weren't paying attention Joe Biden also had one of the more bizarre flubs, and it's not the first time either, oddly enough, that he's said this. But I'll play a little clip for you guys here of Joe Biden giving a speech and ending it in a way that is either (laughs) is either something that he's planning on digging up um, a formerly dead monarch and wishing her well or just has no fucking clue what's happening. And of course, I play the video, it starts, and I get a fucking advertisement. Don't you love it when that happens? Don't you fucking love it? Well, now I'm not going to play it. I'm just going to tell you what they said. So anyway, as I get horrible lag from this system, which hopefully doesn't crap out and fuck up my recording because I don't have time to re-record it, Joe Biden goes up there, gives a, a rambling speech, and then ends it with, God save the queen, man. As though, I don't know, he's a radio DJ, and that is his signature sign-off move. Now, this isn't the first time he said it. He's actually said this before. Said it back in 2016, 2017 era when they were talking about tallying up the votes, and he was overseeing some, you know, vote tabulation. He, again, gaveled out a session and said, God save the queen, man. Is this his fucking catchphrase? Is this like the, the Joe Biden evolution into a superhero where this is what he's going to be ending things with? Or is it just that he has completely lost his mind, forgot that the queen has been dead for quite a long time, and I said is planning on getting a shovel and seeing if she's somehow made it. You know, they used to have these little bells in the graveyard that you'd ring to they they'll let you people know if you were really dead or not. You know, back back when you didn't have the medical technology. To understand if people were really dead or not, you know, they just could be deep sleep. Is Joe Biden gonna dig up the Queen's corpse? Because to be honest, it's something I'd like to see. If I if Joe Biden's gonna do anything with the remainder of his presidency, exhuming the body of the queen, taking that cause up and saving her, man, is one thing I could get behind. I I would love to <laughs> Sorry guys, I still just over. I would love to see him out there shovel in hand. You'll see Hunter in there digging super fast. We won't know the reason why, but we'll know the reason why. And then of course digs it out and you'll see the queen in there. Oh, thank you cute Joe eating a strumpet, you know, cause they probably put in like with mummies, they probably put in some of her favorite foods, you know, some, some of those delicious butter cookies. She likes probably, she there's probably a corgi in there that was alive. She could gnaw on for a little while, keep herself going, you know, drink the blood for, for hydration. God save the queen and Joe Biden will be the person we thank for that. So let's hope that that comes together. But if not, it certainly seems that he's just got fucking dementia out the ass and the white house, is making the excuse that somehow he was responding to somebody with this. And in the video I was trying to show you before they decided to jam an advertisement up my ass. And by the way, I had played that video before this and it was no problem. And then what can you do? But that's what happens in your live recording. So, they're saying that he was responding to somebody and the response is even weird. Cause he was like, well, watch out, man. They have cameras on you all the time. Okay. Yada, 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 yada. God save the queen, man. Again, unless he's a radio DJ signing off at 4am in the morning. And to be honest, that's probably what's happening in Joe Biden's mind, right? You think about what's happening there. It probably is a bunch of random songs. He probably in his own head sounds like Wolfman Jack. You know, and up next, all right, we're going to listen to, uh, Cherry Mary Muffin and my Sharona. All right. God save the queen, man. We'll be back tomorrow rocking, rolling. We're going to have the weather. We're going to have the zoo crew. <laughs> and then he just fucking stumbles off the stage. And he also at the end of it, as he does now, he literally point, he does finger guns to one side because he's like, do I walk this way? Then he puts finger guns, thumb thumb guns behind him. Do I walk that way? And then somebody mercifully comes on stage to guide him off and he and stumbles away without falling over for once. Joe Biden, everybody. Joe Biden. And this is the person that we're supposed to believe is going to run again and be in office for four years. There's zero chance. Absolutely zero chance. All right. So let's move on to another topic. I two more things I want to talk about here. But before I do, guys, I want to tell you that you need to check out CrowdHealth.com. Join CrowdHealth.com. God, my internet is just shitting. I don't know what's happening with the recording today, but it's really delayed. Let's pray for the best because it is unbelievably delayed. Okay, so CrowdHealth.com, guys. Join CrowdHealth.com. Use promo code LIONS because I got to tell you, everybody out there dealing with health insurance has got to be frustrated. Uh, It is Absolutely mind-numbing, trying to deal with the people, trying to deal with the different systems. They keep constantly changing them on you. I know, like, you know, health insurance for me changed like five times. Every single year I had to change it. It's unbelievably aggravating. You have to redo your health care, you have to redo your doctor. Well, with Health, guess what? None of that. You can join up for as little as $50 a month right now using our promo code Lions. You get in to join a community where CrowdHealth is doing something completely different. Different. You're not going to get your claims denied. You're not going to have to go through hoops and barriers. In fact, they have a healthcare concierge to help you that'll even negotiate your bills on your behalf. Now, what's amazing about this too is that you're not going to feel taken advantage of by these healthcare insurance companies because you're actually joining a part of a community, right? You get peace of mind, you're going to join up, and basically your healthcare is getting paid for by other members of the community, and it's a very voluntary interaction, right? So for us, joining that crowd is so vitally important, and on top of that, not only have the support of a crowd of voluntary people interacting with you in this way, but you get to choose your own doctors that are getting paid directly. How much do you love that as a libertarian, right? Direct to doctor payments, and like I said, you've got a concierge handling it. So I want you to check it out. Go to joincrowdhealth.com today, put in promo code lions, guys and opt out of this restrictive healthcare that you are receiving and let help crowd health help your healthcare needs, okay? Get started, join lions, that's the code, $50 a month and just to let you know again, crowd health is not insurance, guys. It's something completely different. Go to joincrowdhealth.com and you can find out a little bit more. Again, it's better than healthcare insurance. OK, so let's get back to this. Uh, still pissed off that my uh, this thing is so aggravatingly slow. <sighs> but what can you do? Um, OK, so next thing I want to talk about, guys, the scariest professor in the world. Professor, doctor, doctor professor. Peter Hotez. Now, Peter Hotez has been on a million different shows. He's one of those guys that just loves, loves kowtowing to Big Pharma. He loves the vaccines. He loved COVID because it made him into a star. Not only that, but he, of course, is grifting on the in and the out because he has a book that he's working on. I can't remember the title. And honestly, I don't give a shit about the titles, but it's essentially something along the lines of the kooks, have attacked vaccines and that's a bad thing and we can't have that, right? That's that's essentially what it is. As I said, grifting on the way in and grifting on the way out because the grift that he ran on the way in was parroting every piece of bullshit misinformation that was given to him by the big pharma, by the CDC, by the WHO. No questions about it. He just parroted. Now, he's a professor at Baylor University, by the way, and he is a medical doctor, he is claiming to have given away free vaccines uh, during COVID. I don't know how true that is. I don't know how many that is. He's he's making some claims on Twitter, and maybe it's true. Right? Maybe it's true. I also don't know the exact nature of these vaccines, whether or not they fall in line with the mRNA bullshit, um, which I was having arguments with people about the efficacy of mRNA and how I feel it's very dangerous. And how I said it's a new technology. Of course, some people are saying, well, it's not new. It's 40 years old. OK, well, you know what? You're being, uh, first of all, it's not new except <coughs> it's new when it's used on a people in a novel fashion for the first fucking time, jerk-offs. That makes it new. That makes it new, okay? A new application, and usage is new. That's why you have to get new FDA approvals for drug usage for a new thing. That's how it works. That's why it's new. So anyway, this guy defended everything. He changed his position 50 times. So Joe Rogan has on RFK Jr. And Peter Hotez, who I guess has been on his show previously, had tweeted out a garbage Vice article saying that Spotify has stopped censoring Joe Rogan, which I reply, good. Thank you, Spotify. Spotify is now our hosting platform as well. And one of the th- one of the reasons we didn't switch over earlier actually was because we were concerned about censorship, specifically joe rogan and it took us a couple months and we talked to the person in charge to say tell us the specifics of this because we don't want to get into a situation we're being we're being censored we're already worried about censorship youtube had already been banning us forever shadow banning us and striking us which we still are so make sure to go hit that notifications button and subscribe on youtube guys so you actually see the content see all my lag on video this episode so you've got a situation where this guy is an utter shill For the left, he is a beloved figure by the left. He had done a million interviews during COVID, again, parroting the worst, shittiest information uh, without any moral quandary. And then, of course, changes his tune, changes his tune, changes his tune, but still has not backed off. He is one of the worst offenders from the COVID era. So Joe Rogan says, hey, it's bullshit. You tweeted out this stupid Vice article, and why don't you come on the show and debate RFK Jr.?" What does Professor Peter Dr. Hotez do? Well, of course, he pussies out and he says things like, "Well, you know, we are we don't debate science. We uh we are we write papers." You know, okay. Number one, science has always been debated. Always been debated. You can you know hide in your academic fashion as these people love to do because they are cowards. You can cowardly lie in it and shudder and shake in your you know the halls of Baylor University. And claim that science is not debatable when we know it is and we know it should be. And we know that one of the greatest sins of the COVID era was the fact that they denied the ability to question what was being handed down as a mainstream narrative. Now, that has been proven to be a mistake because virtually everything we were told was a lie or a.k.a. misinformation. Now, they'll tell you the science changed, But now we have emails coming out from Rachel Walensky, former head of the CDC, basically admitting that they knew what they're saying were lies, especially about transmission from the vaccines. And this is a year, a year before anything was publicly acknowledged about transmission not being a thing that was blocked by vaccines and that they knew about it. But they kept pushing vaccines. They kept telling you this fucking lie. And this shithead is out here talking about how Spotify needs to censor Joe Rogan and RFK because of quote-unquote misinformation. This jackass then went on to claim that 200,000 lives were lost and 40,000 in Texas alone from yada yada. Again, bullshit stats. Due to what? Misinformation. Now, if you can find me a quantifiable way to calculate lives lost due to misinformation— a.k.a. from his perspective of anti-vaccine misinformation, well, give that man a Pulitzer, and that's not even what I'll complain about. You know why? Because it's impossible to quantify. There's no fucking way you can figure out who did or didn't take a vaccine based upon something they may or may not have read online or on Fox or on or heard on Joe Rogan. There's no way to possibly... Calculate that. And this shithead has tweeted this out in like eight different tweets. It's like his main defense. Well, misinformation costs 200,000 people to die, 40,000 in Texas. Okay. Man up. Pull your sack out. It's probably the same color as your disgusting brown teeth. right? And this guy has grotesque teeth. Stop whining because a guy came up to you at your house and tried to get you on interview, which he says he was attacked. And these left wing imbeciles are parroting this this theme of being attacked and harassed as though people on the right have been attacked and harassed. Notably, Supreme Court justices, Tucker Carlson. And I'm not justifying that. But this guy was not attacked or harassed. Somebody caught him coming into his house and said, hey. And it seemed like a very pleasant interaction for the most part. But yet that's not what gets reported. Because the media is dishonest. And the media now is running cover for this coward. And it's cowards running cover for cowards because the media does not want to be found complicit in the greatest lie and one of the greatest evils perpetuated um, in our history. Denying people their freedom for years on end, destroying businesses, destroying lives, uh, causing people to die and have, have heart effects from a vaccine that did nothing in line with what we were told. And, of course, destroying people's educations. I mean, I could go on and on. I don't need to tell you guys what COVID did. But you have cowards running cover coward for cowards. So the LA Times runs an article talking about how insane it would be if he went in and debated RFK. Now, of course, RFK Jr. is one of the, well, basically, there's two people in the race at this point for the Democrats. It's RFK Jr. and it's Biden. Gavin Newsom's not going to jump in. Gavin Newsom is simply waiting for Joe Biden not to be able, to campaign anymore. And I I talked about this on the show a little bit more. I think the plan now would be to have a Gavin Newsom, Kamala Harris ticket. And I guess you have to have Kamala as the presidential candidate. I still think they might take her out. But right now it's RFK and Biden. And RFK is polling something like, you know, between 16. I've seen 16% as high as 22, 24%, depending on the poll. This guy is too cowardly to go on and debate him about anything, obviously, because when you get into actually having to defend a position when it comes to anything COVID-related, well, it's simply beneath the realm of possibility. I mean, you can't come down to the level of these conspiracy theorists, even though they've been right about everything in the past three years, quite literally everything. But that's the world we live in. Okay, last story, guys, then I got to wrap it up here. So AMC Theaters, probably clicking on an internet link. It's probably going to fuck up the feed again because this thing's so fucked tonight. So AMC Theaters is canceling a documentary detailing long-term health implications of gender transitioning after backlash. Who did the backlash come from? I'll give you one guess, guys. Who do you think the backlash came through? Did it come from normal everyday people like you and me who have kids they're worried about? That might want to see this documentary mm, probably not do you think it came from nutball fuckers with purple hair that like to violently assault women in the street while while uh you know gathering uh, for trans rights well yes that's that's who complained and because again we live in a, a culture in a world of cowards amc has pussied out so the screening of No Way Back, a 90-minute documentary, uh, No Way Back, The Reality of Gender-Affirming Care, was set to premiere at AMC throughout the United States beginning June 21st, according to a press release. It features five young people discussing medical treatments and, and care they received for gender dysphoria and how they subsequently realized they were given the wrong treatment. It also features input from 12 experts in pediatrics, mental health, sociology, endocrinology, and including <coughs> excuse me, an Oxford professor who has decades of clinical, pre- clinical practice. And the document is produced by lifelong California Democrats and LGBT activists. It takes a non religious, non political, non ideological look on the subject of gender aff- affirmative medical practices, et cetera, et cetera. Now, as you'd imagine, It was branded anti-trans because anything that dares to question the affirmative care narrative, the we may not question the backgrounds that might lead to trans ideology, we can't question the massive uptick in people identifying as trans, we can't question the outcomes of trans, and if you look into into the most recent studies that have been released, you see that Suicide rates don't change if you change your gender. You see that uh, many people now have deep regrets about transitioning. You see that 80% of children who have uh, gender dysphoria end up just growing into either be straight or more often than that, gay, and are very happy in their own bodies without being mutilated. But you can't question any of that. So AMC, who should be boycotted, and I recommend everybody boycott them um amc has pulled it from the theaters and bent the knee to the extreme trans activists once again just like dr peter professor hotez um there could be no debate on this why could there be no debate well because there's simply too much evidence far too much evidence for these people to acknowledge if you actually present them with it and if they can't simply call you a bigot and say that you're somehow uh, hateful and full of spite and just hate trans people, uh, then they have no leg to stand on. That is their only argument. And they know that, which is why this is the tack that they take. So fuck AMC. I know I will not be seeing any films there. Um, I think that uh, Bud Light has proven that you can be very effective in deciding where to spend your money. And considering the fucking garbage, dog shit, you know, Flash, Indiana, Woke Indiana Jones, which in the Indiana Jones, they, by the way, say that capitalism is stealing. So don't spend a dime on that movie. Well, between all that shit, the garbage Marvel's rolling out, there's not really a reason to go to the theater anyway. So now's a good time to choose to stay home. And feel free to let AMC know why. Because... AMC, I'm sure, has zero problems putting out as much absolute leftist slash trans slash BlackRock ESG bullshit HRC laden content as possible and never blinks an eye. But God forbid a documentary showcasing real life stories and testimony from professors about an issue that is affecting more and more children Every day and debating whether or not the approach we're taking is correct or not, especially in the wake of Tavistock Clinic closing down, especially in the wake of the Sweden studies coming out about trans issues and gender dysphoria and the amount of, you know, comorbidities and co mental issues that come along with that. Well, God fucking forbid we're permitted to see something like that in the theater. All right, guys. <clears throat> Join us at Porkfest still this this cold is still with me just a little bit killing me we will be at rv 101 again us and free the people we're teaming up we've got some joint podcasts i uh, will link to the schedule so if you're going to be there visit that but <coughs> you can find it right on the lions of liberty website lionsofliberty.com and uh we're gonna be doing a bunch of shows getting live uh Live read of Do Nothing Man, a live reading, drunken reading of Queer Werewolves Destroy Capitalism. Reed Coverdale is going to join for that. Live Felony Fridays, a live Mean Age Daydream, Angela McCardle, of course, who is the chair of the Libertarian Party, and a friend of mine is going to be sitting down with me at Porkfest for that. So lots of good stuff, guys. Come join us. And of course, don't miss the happy hour on Friday night as well, where I will be doing some stand-up along with good bud Lou Perez before we have some bevvies. So... That's it. Hope to see y'all there. Come up and say hello from me, Brian McWilliams from the Lions of Liberty Network. And from Me and Age Daydream, keep those electric eyes on me, babe. Keep that ray gun to my head. But don't throw it in a trash can if you're a crackhead, unless you have a very powerful dad who can get you out of trouble. Okay, come on.